0: My spirit and I want to share it with you but before I do I want to say I was glad when they said to me let us go to the house of the Lord are you happy to be in the house this morning praise the Lord it's so good to look and see your faces how we've missed you and long to be back together again it's so good to have you here in these months of lockdown we as a church were busier than ever before we weren't sleeping. There were so many needs. And this morning I want to say each one of you have had your own struggle. You've had your own battle. I feel emotional when I think of all the trials that people have gone through. You know, some people have lost loved ones and our condolences to those that have lost loved ones. Some people lost their babies. Some people have lost their homes. Some people were robbed and violated. Some went through COVID and got COVID. But by the grace of God, Ebenezer, year and two, has he brought us. And we give him praise this morning for that. Amen. We give him praise. We started an initiative called Love God, Love People during the pandemic. And I want to just take this opportunity to thank every single person that continued to give, those that have tired, they have given from their place of sacrifice. We want to say thank you. You know, Proverbs 19 verse 17 says that when you When you give to the poor, you are lending to the Lord, and he is faithful to repay you. So thank you for your faithfulness. We, in the midst of COVID, we fed hundreds of people. We helped the disenfranchised. And I'm not saying this to get a pat on our backs, because that's what the church should be doing. Amen? But because of your giving, because of your faithfulness, we were able to be the church in action. And I want to thank you for that this morning tithing will be done differently at the door are two boxes if you have gifts it's also first fruit sunday we are now not bringing in uh, fresh fruit we are asking for non-perishables we have opened a pantry and as the needs come in we pack parcels and give it to those off the street and those that are in need and god has been faithful to the house amen so as you leave, please give your love gifts, your tithing, and the two boxes at the door. Those that are watching online, you will see our um, bank account at the end if you want to give. You are so welcome to do that. Amen. We give the Lord all the praise. So standing here, I, I had this word burning in my heart, but it came from my own storm. And a storm that I went through a little while ago, I got offended And those of you that know me, I have crocodile skin. I say I don't get offended. But I got offended, and I allowed the offense to really rock my boat. It hurt me deeply, and I kind of switched my phone off for 72 hours. I call it my 72 hours in hell. And in that time, the enemy came. I I did something. I I sent a message to two of my prayer warriors, and I said, I need prayer. I thank God that I reached out like that because I couldn't help myself in that moment of weakness. And I fell into a hole that I began to question everything about myself. Have you ever been there where you wonder, am I authentic? Do I make a difference? You know, is my walk authentic with the Lord? I started to question my identity. The enemy took me to a rock-bottom place. And after 72 hours, I kind of like a drowning person said, Jesus, where are you? I need you. And in that moment, Isaiah 40 verse 31 came to my mind. And I want to encourage you as the beloved to meditate on the word of God. Sometimes when you write in that place of temptation, when you write in that dark place, you don't go read the word but you need something to come. And it's not memorize scripture, it's meditate. Meditate means you chew on it, you chew on it. Every word you dissect until it becomes part of your spirit. And I thank God that in that moment, Isaiah 40 verse 31 came to mind. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles they shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. And that came so clearly into my spirit, and the preceding verses came to me. And I want to say, have you not known, have you not heard the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the heavens and the earth? His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the weak. I said, Jesus, I am weak, I need power. And to those who have no might, he increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Do you feel weary? Do you feel like you've been hammered during COVID? Some have lost their homes and their jobs and face an uncertain future. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. I want to encourage you today, church. COVID did not take God by surprise. Just by the way, we went into places where angels fear to tread during COVID. But my belief is that Psalm 139, verse 16, before you were in your mother's womb, he knew you. He has your days plotted out. He has you in the palm of his hand. And he will not let you go. Your birth date, your death date, and mine is written in his book. COVID cannot take you prematurely. Nobody can do that. Your hands are in God's hands. Do you believe that this morning, church? Because I really believe that. So in that moment when I was so desperate, two words jumped out there. That wait and mount up. And so I did a word study on wait. The word wait is yachal. And it means to Wait. To trust, to hope, to tarry, to expect, to be in a a, a situation where you have an expectancy in your spirit. And the correct way to wait is to hope and pray to the Lord and steadfastly expect his mercy. Do we expect his mercy? Have you, like myself, come to a place at that time where I kind of question God and I never do that. I never question God the will of God. But in that moment, I question God. And I want to say that we sometimes, offense is the bait of Satan. If you've been offended, can I say to you, let it go. Let it go. Because it holds you in a place that you're captive and the enemy gets his foot in the door. And before you know it, you question everything about your walk. He makes you doubt who you are. He makes you doubt that God loves you. And I was like, God, do you really love me? Where are you in this situation? And you know what? It's okay because I think God knows what's in our hearts. So to be authentic and real is okay. Because what happened was I felt in that moment the Lord said, wait. And I pondered on the word wait. The W stands for watch and pray. We need to be prayerful in this season. We need to be watching vigilantly. Our enemy, our adversary is rampant and he's trying to pull the carpet from underneath your feet and my feet. We need to wait and pray like you've never done before. We need to be attentive. Attentive to his, to his wiles. The word of God says that he comes to kill, steal and destroy but I have come to give you life and to give you life abundantly. So be attentive. We can't pretend he's not around. You need to watch him. It says that when you catch the enemy out, he must pay back seven times what he has stolen from you. Be attentive. Catch him out and put him. He comes and he accuses the brethren before the throne of God, but he can only accuse you if He has something to accuse you on. Can I say, keep a short account with the Lord? If you miss it, just say, I'm sorry. As quickly as you go to the Lord and bend your knee, that's how quickly he no longer can accuse you. The I is be in tune with the Holy Spirit. We have the comforter. We have the helper. And we need to be in tune with the helper. I want to say, and T, before I forget, T is for God's timing. God's timing. Our 12th hour is not God's 12th hour. Trust him in the waiting. Trust him in the waiting. This word, wait, is the same word that was used when Jesus said to his disciples, go to the upper room and wait, tarry, until I send the Holy Spirit. And I, I gave that some thought because we get impatient when we pray and expect something we wanted like yesterday. But think about these disciples. Firstly, they had no reference of what this Holy Spirit was going to be like. But they were told to wait. And as they waited, day one, they prayed. Day two, day three, would you have maybe and I given up in day five and said, know what's happening here. We're praying. We're waiting. But they waited. And on day 10, the Holy Spirit came with fire and with wind. And I want to say that when you are waiting in your storm, he wants to come with that fire and the wind of his spirit, and he wants to refresh you. He wants to cause you to rise up like an eagle. James 4 verse 8, I I thought, how do I do this waiting? What do I do? And James 4 verse 8 said, draw near to God and I will draw near to you. He will draw near to you as you draw near to him. But there are some prerequisites. See what it says in James 4 verse 8. Cleanse your hands, you sinners. I mean, this this is hard talk. And purify your heart. I had to go and purify my heart. And cleanse my thoughts the words that came out of my mouth I had to do that he even goes on to say you double-minded oh he's sometimes double-minded as we walk with the Lord he says let your laughter be turned to mourning your joy to gloom and humble yourself in the sight of the Lord and he will lift you up that's a prerequisite there are some things we are to draw near he will draw near We are to cleanse our hands and our hearts. He will draw near to you as you humble yourself. Amen. And I was thinking about as we wait, sometimes we wait impatiently. Abraham was told, surely blessing I will bless you and multiplying I will multiply you. And he had to wait 25 years for that promise. Anybody waited for an answer to prayer for 25 years? I know I'm waiting on a particular, and and it was part of where the the accusation came because I've been waiting and praying very specifically for 10 years now for a miracle in my family. And in that dark time, the enemy accused and made me feel like God doesn't love me enough to answer this prayer. Do you feel like that sometimes? I mean, you've prayed and you've trusted Wait upon the Lord. Draw near to him. There is a patient endurance. I actually smiled when the Lord brought Abraham to my mind. So I thought, was he really patient? Because he helped the Lord along and Ishmael was born. He wasn't really that patient. Yet he endured. And in due season, the promise came. And in due season, our promises will come to us if we do not faint and grow weary. Amen. Part of... Um, what I believe the Lord is saying is that we must be careful not to compromise. Compromise is the biggest trick of the enemy in this season. If he can get you to compromise, he's got you. And you know, all it is, it's a door that you leave open, a small door that you leave open where you compromise. And this is no condemnation for anybody, those that are watching from your home. If you feel that you have health issues and you can't come to the house of the Lord, we understand But be careful that you are not staying at home because we are compromising. The Lord says, do not forsake the gathering of the saints. There's something special. What you all experienced here during worship is something that you would not experience at home. There's something about corporate worship. There's something about coming together. We are called the body of Christ. And you might say, well, I'm just the toe, so maybe I cannot come today. But without a toe, it you struggle to walk. Every part of the body is needed. And every person brings an aroma, the presence of the Holy Spirit with you. And so when you don't come, you withhold a part of the aroma of Christ in the house. I want to encourage us. Uh, A brother, he's not here, but if he was, he wouldn't mind me sharing this, said to me, I can't come to the house and have this piece of material over my mouth. I can't worship God like that. And suddenly in my spirit, I shared with him in love. I said, my brother, the persecuted church, the underground church, they gather together and they know if they get caught, they will be put in jail. Are you going to let a piece of material stop you from coming to the house of the Lord? Have we not been muzzled and our and mouths closed for six months? Be careful that we don't compromise and give more to the enemy than what we should. I believe that God is wanting to call his bride back with power and with might. And we need to be careful not to compromise. Um, I want to say to married folk. Be careful. I heard something that T.D. Jake says. It says, an upward call, but the downward pull. And then he goes on to say, call to be married. But craving to be single. Now be careful how you all respond. But I laughed when I when I read that I thought, oh my Lord. Because let me tell you, there are some marriages are taking strain. You know, Robbie and I have been married 45 years and we know what we're semi-retired, we know what it is to be together every day. But for some folk where you went to work and you came back and you kind of had to Handle each other for a few hours and now you were thrown together 24-7. Some marriages took strain. Don't say amen, but just if it's true, at least just acknowledge it in your in your heart. I mean, we were being stretched to another level, you know. What's what they say, higher level, higher devil. <laughs> But God is faithful, and I believe that as we press in to the Lord, he is faithful to keep us. um, But there are temptations. Temptation is rough. The enemy is rampant. But if you remember in Luke 4, verse 13, Jesus was tempted, and it says there, when the devil had ended every temptation, he departed from him until an opportune time. Don't give the devil an opportune time. Keep short accounts with the Lord. I think we have to keep on repenting. One thing with prayer that's come up lately is this ongoing repenting, repenting. And it's not a negative message. I believe that as we repent, as we search our hearts and we repent, the Lord is pleased. But what happens is the enemy can only accuse you if you haven't repented. He says that when the Lord says, when you repent, I forget. It's like thrown into the deepest sea. When you say, Lord, remember. He says, no, I distinctly remember forgetting. He doesn't hold an account. When we repent, he lets it go. He lets it go. The second word was mount up. And that word is Allah, to go up higher, to ascend, to behold. We know that Moses went up early in the morning to Mount Sinai. And he waited, and the presence of the Lord came. I want to say we need to mount up like eagles. Mount up Allah to the high places. Heidi Baker says developing a life in God's presence above all else is the only way to fulfill our God-given destinies. Keys to our callings are released when we spend time in the secret place. Practice the secret place. Practice the presence of God. Because that's what's going to keep you safe. And I I looked at the eagle. It's the most amazing bird. And maybe you know some of those facts. But I quickly want to bring them because they speak to you and I. Because the Lord says we are to arise like eagles. Do you feel like you're in a chicken coop? Because the difference is you're either an eagle or you're a chicken. And being in the chicken coop, they just peck around and they look for whatever sticks and even little stones. And they even eat their own feces but not eagles, they eat in the high places. And the eagle is an amazing bird. They mate for life, so that's a good lesson. Um, They can live for over a hundred years. The most amazing thing I learned now was that they mate in the air. I mean, in the high places. It's amazing. They go high up above the thermals to the high places and their talons link and conception takes place in the high places. And the Lord just spoke to my heart and said, when you come up higher, I want to impregnate you with things from my spirit. But you need to come up higher. He wants to deposit into you and I the more, the more of his spirit. But we'll never get that while we are in the chicken coop or we'll be flapping our wings like ducks. Have you seen an eagle soar? It's one flap and off they go. They know the thermals, they know the timing, and up they go. And they are in the presence of the Almighty. A story that touched me so much about the eagle is that at the age of 60, something, because they live for 100 years, I mean, that's amazing. At 60, they go back to their nest of their birth. And immediately when I read that, I thought, we need to go back to the nest of our born-again experience. How many of us, when we first gave our lives to the Lord, we were so in love. We couldn't wait to meet with him. We couldn't wait to speak to him. The word was so alive. I want to encourage you, if you've grown weary and you've put the word down, go back to that nest. Go back to your first love. Let him fill you with his presence. And the amazing thing is they go back to this nest and the the mate will feed the, 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 the um, eagle as he plucks out his feathers. He does the strangest thing. He plucks out his feathers, he smashes his beak on a rock, and his majesty is taken away from him. We need to be stripped of some stuff. I realize this is what needs to be broken in most of our lives. What comes out of here either cleanses or it defiles us. And this, we need to break this. And let wholesome, godly things come out of our mouth. Amen? We all struggle. Am I standing alone here? We all struggle with this. We need to keep this in check. And so the mate takes him to a little stream. Normally their nest is near some water and she bathes him. And then in about 30 days, something amazing happens. His feathers begin to grow back. His beak begins to grow back. He becomes this majestic bird. And I thought about how that God wants to put onto you and I a robe of righteousness. The robe of righteousness. He wants to replace our speaking with words of life. He wants you and I to soar high above in the high places. The renewal process is something amazing that takes place. Suddenly, as those feathers grow and that beak begins to grow, two sacks of oil develop under his wings. And that oil helps his wings for the next 40, 50, 60 years. And it it was a picture for me of the Holy Spirit. When we are sitting in that place and we are being restored, and he's giving us the robe of righteousness, and we are changing, and we are flying high, With the eagles, he not only gives you a robe of righteousness, but he wants you to have the Holy Spirit, the oil of his spirit that will help you to fight whatever you are fighting. Amen? When we learn to wait upon the Lord and walk in his anointing, we begin to experience majesty. He's a majestic bird. When you watch that eagle soaring up in the thermals, it's majestic. And it's a picture of what God wants for us. And so I want to say that wait upon the Lord. Draw near to him. And lastly, Micah 7.7 says, Therefore I will look to the Lord. I will wait for the God of my salvation. My God will hear me. There's something about turning your face. In that moment when I felt so alone, I physically felt as I cried out, Lord, where are you? I felt the Lord turn my face and say, look into my eyes. He wants you to turn your face. He wants you to turn towards him. He wants to love on you. You know, some of you know this story because I share it when I do funerals because I find it so powerful story of Genesis 2 verse 7 when it says that Father God was forming man out of the dust of the earth. Can you picture the creator on the ground and he's forming man in his image like like molding and beholding as he's molding and suddenly the Father says he breathes into his nostrils the life from the Father. And in that moment, Creator, creation looking into the eyes of Creator. And as he receives the breath of God, he goes, Yahweh. We may not realize it, but every time we breathe, we are saying, Yahweh, the most holy of names, Yahweh. The first breath that you and I take took. And the very last breath that you and I will take, we will be declaring, Yahweh, Yahweh. He wants to breathe his life into you today afresh. He wants you to have hope. He wants you to draw near. If you have grown weary, look into his eyes. In the secret place, that is where he fills you up. Every single one of us have something that we have to overcome. Your struggle is unique to you and my struggle is unique to me, but we serve an awesome God who says, I will never leave you, I will never forsake you. Draw near to me and I will draw near to you, amen. So in closing, I want to say, wait upon the Lord patiently. While you wait, draw near to him. He will draw near to you, patiently enduring. Endure, endure. Do not give up. Know his timing is perfect. Repent quickly. Keep short accounts. Don't give the enemy a foothold. The word of God, something that's been so precious with Robbie and me. A a lady gave me a card when we got married 45 years ago. It's the one thing I remember. She said, Never let the sun go down on your anger in your marriage. And to the best of our ability, we have tried to do that. Sometimes, you know, as ladies, we can pout. It's harder. But we have tried to not let the sun go down on our anger. It says, do not give the enemy a foothold in your life. And then mount up high. Fly high with the eagles because he wants to impregnate you with something in the spirit. And it's only when we are soaring up there that we are open to receive. Stay strong and steadfast. Allow the breath of God, Yahweh. Allow that to fill your lungs and worship your creator. Take back territory from the enemy. Whatever he has stolen, he will pay back. He must pay back. And let God fill you afresh today. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. As we're going to say goodbye to our online viewers right at this moment, I want to just speak a blessing. May the Lord bless you. May he keep you. May he make his face to shine upon you. May he be gracious to you and give you peace. In Jesus' name, amen.